Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm back. Uh, just me by myself. I hope you enjoyed uh, the episodes that uh, came before while I was gone on vacation. Um, but uh, I am back in the saddle doing that thing you do when you get back from vacation where you spend an entire week contemplating why you went on vacation because it's a complete and total disaster <laughs> coming back. Um, yeah, I, it, I was able to relax finally, chill out for a minute, but um, I haven't done that in a long, long time. But, uh, but yeah, it's been a week, the week from hell coming back, uh, just from the amount of work that was uh, needed to do to be done. So anyways, I appreciate you guys tuning into those episodes while I was gone. I'll probably release some of those more as we go along here. Um, I think they're pretty good episodes. You know, I, I, I like the interviews that I did um, and, you know, gives you guys a little peek behind what, what else I do in life. But also... Especially the the first one was like even Bitcoin relevant because it was you know about the 1984 uh, book in the the Orwellian world we live in. So with that being said, before I go any further, because I'll be talking about today uh, a little thing called backing the U.S. dollar with Bitcoin. Okay, let's see how that works. Um, but uh, before we do that, I want to get into uh, before we get into that, I want to thank. The Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Go to bitbox.swiss and use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple and you'll get 5% off your order. And secure your keys, get them off the exchange, and protect yourself from the predatory environment that is some of these Bitcoin companies, quote unquote, air quote Bitcoin companies, uh, or really the shitcoin casinos. Protect yourself from them going belly up and get a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. This is, yes, a paid sponsorship, but it's also a public service announcement because, frankly, uh, you should not enough people are doing it. And it's really not that hard. It's really not that hard to take custody of your key, uh, keys, your keens. What am I? Ugh, of your coins. That's what it was. Keys. And I went the transition to coins and it came out keens. Um, so take custody of your keens, get them off the exchange. Also shout out to Upstream Data. Go to upstreamdata.ca. Get yourself a black box if you are like me and you are mining. It will make your black box quiet and not so noisy. Um, so I recommend you get one of those. Get it pumping. Get some non-KYC sats rolling through your black box and into your as i've said before get a dca machine at upstream data go to upstreamdata.ca they have all the stuff there um and last but not least movies plus you guys uh heard um the couple of inter interviews i did there's tons of movies like that and more um so i hope you guys check those out and if you're gonna want to support the platform Use the promo code Corey, C-O-R-Y. You get one year for $24, $2 a month. Can't really beat that. Tons of content that you can't see elsewhere. And then there's also content that you can see elsewhere, but it might be riddled with ads. So for 24 bucks, you get all the content you can't see elsewhere. And you get to watch all the stuff that we have commercial free, or that other people have, but you get to watch it with no commercials. So... 
do that. Also, we have our live streaming channels you can check out at any time. And um, yeah, there's some more. I'll get into. We have a a partnership um, in place right now. That uh, I mean, the the paperwork is signed. But uh, I guess I'll just. I was gonna give you a hint and say he he talks like this. If you know who I'm talking about, um, they're gonna blow this thing up. It's gonna be huge. Um, but yeah, we uh, we are part movies plus is partnering with now partnered with uh, Infowars. So yeah, that happened. Um, so they'll be promoting the crap out of us. Um, we're getting them some spots right now, some some ad copy, as they say in the marketing world, um, to start running in their programming. So if you listen to Infowars, Alex Jones show, all that kind of stuff, you shall uh, you'll sh- you shall see our ads running. Um, and then I'm not exactly sure when it'll be, but maybe in like two months. I think yours truly will be on Alex Jones's show. So um yep, that's <laughs> that's happening. Uh kind of you know takes thing this thing to the next level when you're you know the freedom of speech platform and then you have somebody that reach out to partner with you um and it's someone to the level of Alex Jones who, you know, say what you will about him. Is he, is he always right? No. Um, who is? And um, he's also been so banned from everything in the world that uh, he must be over target on a lot of things. So, anyways, that uh, you'll be hearing more about that. Because that that stuff is rolling out. Also, shout out to my sister and my new baby niece, who was just welcomed into the world last night. What up? Um, I won't give that name out. Nice try, Feds. Um, but uh, you know who you are. And uh, this is probably the first podcast that my niece is listening to. And maybe in twenty years, when She's an adult. She'll sit there and go, I'm going to go back and listen to that episode. It was the first podcast I ever listened to, and it was Uncle Corey talking about Bitcoin. The thing I want to talk about with Bitcoin, my dear niece, is something that maybe will have happened by the time you were 20 years old. I doubt it, though. Let's get into it. Backing the U.S. dollar with Bitcoin. So that's what Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is proposing or stated, but apparently he only said he'd maybe pack uh, back like 1% of T bills with it. I don't know. Um, but you know, by the way, first of all, if you're watching the video and you see this thing on my lip, um, that apparently is sun. I, apparently I got sunburned on my lip and it has been a MF for sure. Um, the one day at the beach, I promise I'll get to the Bitcoin thing. The one day at the beach, um, I mean, my my oldest is like finally at the age where he really likes going into the ocean and being in the waves and 
riding the boogie board and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and so the one day I think he was in the water for a total of five hours and I was obviously in with him. Um, and that day I could feel like as the day was going on, I was like, Hmm, my bottom lip feels a little weird, but whatever. And then, um, and I can feel it. I like, uh, something doesn't feel quite right. And then, uh, and it felt a little bit sensitive that night. And I'm like, there's no way that I got sunburnt on my lip. Uh, and I did. And so now I have this bad boy. It looks like I got sucker punched in the mouth. Um, but uh, I tried to, <laughs> when it was really bad the one night, I was trying to give my wife a, a, a good night kiss. And I was like, uh, and like sticking my upper lip out and she just like <laughs> just laughed at me which is what you always want your wife to do whenever you're trying to give her a kiss is for her to just laugh at you um anyways so yeah that's what that shiner is on my lip if you're watching the video um so backing the u.s dollar with bitcoin rfk jr comes out says that's what he's going to do when he's elected president um, and of course, you know, Bitcoin magazine, so many others just go nuts over it. And they're like, Oh my God, all shit in their pants. Cause a political candidate of any sort, um, uttered the word Bitcoin. Then they uttered the word that they were running for president and they want to back the U S dollar with Bitcoin. And I'm like, okay, that is worthy of discussion. But it's also not like people are trying to pass it off like it's happening. I mean, look at it. We've passed, we've crossed the we've, the Overton window has shifted and blah blah blah. And this is my film maker, film studies degree talking about economics here. So again, not financial advice. This is me not pretending to have an economic brain other than what I've gathered through learning through Bitcoin. Um, but there is no way <laughs> that I see that the U.S. dollar can be backed with Bitcoin in the near term or in the short term, or in the long term, the, the near term or the long term. The reason is because wouldn't that mean that the price would have to land at a fixed dollar amount basically immediately? Like pretty much immediately you'd have to have a fixed dollar amount. And I don't I don't see how that could happen. Um you know, when the when the US dollar was backed by gold and actually backed by gold. It was a fixed rate of $35 per ounce of gold. So how is RFK Jr. going to become president in 2024? I guess technically he'd become president in January of 2025. Um, how is he going to back the U.S. dollar with Bitcoin? It's something that, love it or hate it, is still as volatile as can be, will still be, incredibly volatile volatile um i just don't see it 
I don't see how that would happen. I mean, you'd have to think. Let's say he does it in the year 2025. Say he wins, backs the U.S. dollar with Bitcoin. How crazy that would be. Because not only would that make the bull run, that would make a major bull run, but think about how volatile it'll be because we're already, at that point, we'll have been, at some point during year 2025, we'll be, we will be uh, 12 months out from past the halving. So the supply shock, the price will start running in 2024 probably. Um, and so the volatility is going to be off the charts. Then they're just going to come in and say, we're backing the U.S. dollar with Bitcoin. There's no way. It's just not, I don't think it's possible. Um I don't know, but you guys know I try to be open-minded and there's obviously smarter people than me that know what they're doing here. But then again, I like I I'm if I wasn't open-minded then I wouldn't be here with Bitcoin. So um so you have to stay open-minded. I mean, in a perfect would it be great? Yeah. The price of Bitcoin in that scenario would be astronomical. Um, I mean, they'd have to come out and pretty much say, we're going to back Bitcoin with a dollar each. It would have, they would have to say, because you never fix the price of Bitcoin across all markets, but you'd have to say, one US dollar is redeemable for, I mean, you'd have to, you basically would have to take the $21 million schedule, or, or let's just, this might be really a really bad exercise, but let's just do it. Um, total US dollar money supply in circulation. Um, do, 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 do. So there's $2.26 trillion in the world right now. That is according to something on Google. So it has to be true. Um, okay. So two, two. So that's million, billion, trillion. Okay. So... Let's just say they're gonna they want to make it, you know, the same way that gold was one ounce of gold was redeemable for thirty five U.S. dollars. So let's take the total amount of dollars in the world, divide it by the total amount of Bitcoin that ever exist, which we all know is twenty one million. So that would put, is that right? I mean, based off of that, based off of this statistic of 2.26 trillion, let me do it again, two, 260, 2 million, 2 billion, 2 trillion, 2.26 trillion divided by 21 
million? Yeah, $107,619. You guys are probably stats majors and going, what in the world is going on? Your math is terrible, and it's probably horrific. I'm not saying here saying that that's what this ex- the point of this exercise is to say, okay, they round about and they go, we're going to, you know, one Bitcoin is converted, uh, is, is worth 100,000 US dollars, assuming the money supply doesn't change. Um, would you be happy with that? Just think about that. If it was fixed, one US dollar was worth one hundred thousand dollars, or was one Bitcoin was worth one hundred US dollars in a system where the US dollar could not be manipulated going forward. Boy, I should have thought this out more, but you guys are getting my mental thoughts. And that's also kind of what this podcast is, is just my smooth brain pleb thoughts, having them out loud. Um, so that's what I'm doing. Um, I mean, you could never, you wouldn't be able to prevent a future set of politicians coming in and changing the rules to not manipulate the dollar anymore so I guess the price of Bitcoin would fluctuate if you're pegging it to if you're pegging the US dollar to Bitcoin I should probably have somebody on and have like a legit just like full out discussion about this because if you peg the U if you're pegging it you couldn't just say we'll give you a hundred grand for every Bitcoin in perpetuity um because then whenever another party gets in there and starts messing around with it and uh, messing around with the rules and the money supply, people are going to be like, I'm not giving you a Bitcoin for a dollar. Although it's an interesting thing to think about. What happened when the U.S. started, that's kind of what unraveled when the U.S. started printing money to fund the Vietnam War. Um, and other countries are like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're you're changing the money supply. I want my gold back. And that's when we were like, ah, oh, no, we'll keep it. But thanks for trying. Um, so, yeah, it's just a thought experiment. I guess that's basically what would happen because that's, that's what happened with the gold. Is they'd say, we'll give you 100 grand for every Bitcoin. And people would be like, yeah, the price just went up. But it's going to be there forever. And then there'd be two scenarios. There'd be the one scenario where in an ideal Austrian economic world, the there's a fixed number of dollars going forward and it is a an, in a ratio of what, whatever that number was, 2.2 trillion US dollars in existence backed by Bitcoin on the treasury convertible at a rate of $100,000 per coin. In Nobody would be able to manipulate that going forward. In that scenario, then we live in a deflationary, our, our, well, we live in a deflationary environment, but our economics would actually be able to reflect that. 
So the cost of things would go down. So the value of $100,000 in 20 years would be worth a lot more than $100,000 is now. You know, $100,000 now buys you like, depending on where you live, if you live in New York City and you want to buy a house for $100,000, it's probably a, a, you know, not the house you thought it would be for that amount of money. Um, but everything would come down. Your value would, your, the, the value of your Bitcoin would actually be going up when priced in terms of your everyday expenses. Then, um, then you would, but then there's the other scenario, which could you ever really prevent this is that a political party gets in there says this was cute but we're done with it or the fed just starts printing or the money supplies resumes getting manipulated and then we become like the countries like france and so on in the mid 19th 1900s they were like whoa 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 you said the dollar is as good as gold what it's not if you're printing money we want my i want my gold back in this scenario would be like no 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 i like, I'm not selling you my Bitcoin. Like, you're crazy. You, you increase the money supply by 50%. So, I should be able to get $150,000 from my Bitcoin. Um, and that's where it would come off the rails again. And if you ask me, knowing politicians and how they roll, that's probably what would happen. Um... So yeah, I I just I don't see it happening. Um but it doesn't mean it can't. Um I don't know. I just think a lot of people were riding the hopium train uh with with RFK Jr. I mean, he's like on point with so many political points and then just like absolutely swinging and missing on a couple others he's, he's like that for an american baseball reference um i say american baseball as if like how we say like american football because we call it football and you guys call soccer football um be like if you guys took baseball and then started calling it baseball over there and we're trying to tell us no call that snickerdoodle um and we'd be like oh well, no, it was baseball to us. So now I kind of get that argument, but I still like to drive people nuts by calling our football football and your football soccer. The audacity, audacity of Americans. I think I shared that post on the 4th of July. It's like, happy birthday to the country who invented another sport, named it football, and told you the told the rest of the world that their sport called football is now called soccer. Um so anyways, uh, yeah, I just, I don't see it. It, it, it. He's like one of those players that gets up there and you're like, he's swinging for the fences and when he connects, boy, does he hit it hard and solid and straight and long and it goes over the fence. But um, when he doesn't make contact, man, does he miss. He's sitting dead red on a fastball every time. And if you throw him something off speed, 
which in this scenario would be his issues with when he was going with like gun rights and um, affirmative action, just a handful of things he just completely whiffs on. That'd be like him sitting dead red on a fastball and you just drop a, a change up in there that looks exactly the same, but is 15 miles per hour slower. And he just swings out of his shoes. So I don't know. I mean, if, if I vote, which I don't even know, I, I hate to say that, but um, I just don't like any politicians. If I had to vote, maybe he'd get mine. Because it's a shot to the system. It's a wrench. Like, if he's really going to go in there and the things that he's, like, super strong on, if he's really going to go in there and change the system, then then maybe that's worth it. You know, he sucks on so many other things, but you gotta you gotta break a few eggs if you want to make an omelet. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's my thoughts on RFK. I'll move on from it because I'm just dragging. But uh, then um, another thought I had. By the way, you should get a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet from Bitbox.swiss. Uh, before I forget, you gotta make I gotta make sure you guys get one of those. I can see who uses the promo code. I can't see who does, but I can see when it gets used, and it's pretty cool. Also, the promo code Corey it still blows me away how many people have used it. The million out of the millions of you that listen, only a couple hundred have used it. Um, no, it, it's a pretty good. It's impressive that hundreds of people have used it. Um, so keep on keeping on, but, uh, an interesting two weeks of vacation, 11 days, whatever it was, uh, got to spend a lot of time with family and, um, I doubt my family listens other than my sister, but, um, I won't, uh, this isn't me trying to say, Oh, I don't want the person to hear. I just won't say who these different conversations were with. It was really interesting to me to sit there and have to listen to the cognitive dissonance with certain things going on in the world. Um, and certain things in the geopolitical realm, I was not making claims, just saying that it should be observed with a microscope and may, we should be making sure we're not being lied to. And, um, so I basically said, I said, well, I said, okay, so you have the Vietnam war, you have desert storm and you have, uh, and you have the Iraq war as the three hot wars. And mind you, the three hot wars that we've been in since we went off the gold standard, those are all those were all based on a lie. And we know that now. So why are they telling the truth now? What has changed that would make them tell the truth now? Nothing. 
And that that was the checkmate conversation. And then another one of like, you know, it's like, oh, hey, sorry that you weren't allowed at certain events for certain reasons. My bad. Um, it was just all, you know, we all lost our minds there for a little bit. Um, and I think people that have just been duped to different degrees just don't want to admit it. Um, and I admit I'd probably be the same way. But sometimes I want to just be in normie world. I was talking to my friend about this last night. It's like, don't you ever just sit there and think like, Man, wouldn't it be great to just... Because you're like, you know this thing is like objectively... It is not objectively true. And there's a ton of lies within these different narratives that are out there about different things. But most people just want to be on a team. So they just have to accept some form of a lie somewhere along the lines. And... And I just can't do that. And um, and it's I, I was saying to my friend, don't you just ever sit there and think, man, like you just just go into normie world, just bzz, unplug yourself, and just be on <laughs> on on uh, another level. And we're like, yeah, I agree with you. What's up? We're on the same team. That's the thing. It's uh, it's a lonely thing to be sitting here. Um, looking for truth is a lonely thing because a lot of people don't sit in that world. They will accept some form of lie. It it just is a lie that they prefer. A lie that paints a picture of a world that they want to see exist. Um, that's more in line with what they want. I'm I'm really beating around the bush here on like the topics. Because this isn't just about those specific political, you know, topics. Because this goes with like everything. And I've been on like a truth-seeking mission. And I like, I, I can't even download the thoughts in this maybe i will sometime but it goes it's a mixture of everything i mean it touches everything it's our money supply it's what's current events have been going on it has to do with our human history how long we've been around um and where we where we come from and uh, and it's just a lot. It's a lot of information to take on. And when you do take it on, you're just like, well, I mean, it's one of those things. Like my friend said, you know, we talk about these things. It's like our intellectual discussions of just, you know, this is interesting. What the, what happened here? What's this? You know, talking about history, things that people don't talk about. And I said, you know. There is no going back once you go through some of these doors. You know, kind of like with Bitcoin. 
there's no there's no unlearning Bitcoin. Um, there's no going back on some of these things. I'll give you guys like a brief example because I don't get like you would think. Oh, is he going down the crazy crazy rabbit hole? Surprisingly, even though we ha have two flat Earth, three flat Earth documentaries on Movies Plus, I do not believe the Earth is flat. Um, I'm not a subscriber to a lot of the crazy theories out there. But, um, you know, it was just with my friend, um, it was two things intersecting. And I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but I'm like, reading the the bible from the beginning actually reading it uh not just doing the church version you know half paying attention cuz like what's going on here cuz the more you dig through history the more these texts start lighting up um so anyways i don't pretend like i don't have all, i don't have answers i don't have concrete things but there's certain evidence so anyways i saw this article while i was on vacation it said Archaeologists have found a a massive or a large hand axe that is over three hundred thousand years old in England. So first of all, they're like they're befuddled. How could something be only three hundred thousand years old with that type of technology? Whenever we were just you know Neanderthals wandering the planet before ten thousand BC. Number two. How could humans use this as a hand axe? This thing is huge. Um, so I read that headline, which first of all, you know, I, I do believe that humans have been here way, 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 way longer than we think. Um, I think things like, you know, I do, so, you know, Graham Hancock doesn't go the religious aspect. I tend to go the religious aspect. But Graham Hancock talks about... Um, you know, pre-Ice Age, um, the Younger Dryas. And he says we're a society with amnesia. And I believe that to be very true. Um, we're a society with amnesia. We do not remember where we came from because there were massive floods that wiped out a lot of civilization at the end of the Ice Age. How do I know that? Um, well, first of all, it's in the Bible. Second of all, it's not just in the Bible. It's in like every ancient culture across the world. They have this, they all have the same flood myth. And they have, um, they don't happen at the same time. So, you know, yes, Atlantis most likely is real. Why would Plato make that up? Um, so I'm really just, I'm scratching the surface here. I'm sorry if I'm really throwing you guys for a loop. If you want to hear more about these things, I don't know, maybe I could do side discussions on it. Um, but it's hard, like, it's not like an, it's not like a narrative, you know, it's, it's hard to go down. There's so many threads to go down. But anyways, um, so I was looking in the Bible simultaneous to seeing this thing, we're like, how is this thing 300,000 years old? Humans weren't here 300,000 years ago. 
oh well you know what those archaeologists or those uh sculptures inside you know certain caves and dwellings and uh buildings in central america that have humans riding triceratops yeah those are just idiots they just they were just making that up um so maybe there's more to it than we know but then they go oh the size you know this is huge and i just happened to be reading something about the nephilim i think that's how it's pronounced in the bible and you go into the bible and you're like dude it says it right here like i'll pull it up i'll send what i sent my friend it's like <laughs> i sent him the article first of all um and then so here it's this is <laughs> And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. What? <laughs> um, and it goes on. There's more, but I mean, they're like, they're multiple. It, it breaks down, like where Goliath came from you know, in, in the size of Goliath compared to David and other humans. And you're like, like, this is deep. So I'm here to tell you that I'm, I, that's one of the many journeys I'm on, but it's like, it's just mind blowing. And I feel like I've scratched the surface on the first percentage of information that can be attained um so anyways that is a lonely journey because you can't just walk down the street you know like in your everyday life and your friends you know your like close friends around you can't just be like so what do you think were there giants that lived 300,000 years ago like <laughs> the people are gonna be like Okay, we're not inviting Corey over anymore. Um, people just can't, don't want to have those conversations. And I get it because it's really hard to have those conversations. But I'm fascinated with where we come from. Um, and the coolest thing for me has been seeing that this fascination has coincided with a lot of the religious texts that I grew up reading and hearing in church, but not, I guess, fully understanding because they freaking say this stuff. They just come out and say like, like in the, in the, it's like, Oh, Noah was 900 years old. And then people just move on to blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what? Whoa. Hope what Noah had help from giants. <laughs> like what? Um, like the by you know, you'd think like, oh, this must be some like, you know, outdated version of the Bible. No, it's like in the Bible, like the real one, the one that like most likely your church follows. And talk about giants. And most of the world just moves along and ignores that. And yeah, I'm like able to move, like I don't I don't obsess over it. I'm like it doesn't really affect current day just it's like, yeah, I mean, that probably was possible. Like, there's a good chance that 
humans coexisted with some forms of dinosaurs. Like, why wouldn't they? Um, it's just, yeah. It, like, There's so much. <laughs> we just assume in our lives that we know things and we just, we just move on assuming and, and boy, oh boy, trying to uncover these things and work through it, um, can be lonely. But the reason I bring it up to you guys is that it's also makes me feel similar to what my Bitcoin journey has brought me through. Cause my Bitcoin journey has probably brought me to this level of understanding certain things like that. Um, the, the desire for truth and seeking, you know, seeking beyond, um, you know, what standard knowledge is. And uh, so, yeah, we have these uncomfortable political conversations as Bitcoiners. Political, in life, financial. Because if you're a Bitcoiner, you've seen through, you've gone through that door. There's no going back. The only way you can go back is if you lie to yourself and you live a lie. So, congratulations, Anon. You're no longer a pleb. We all call ourselves plebs, but if you have gone through that Bitcoin door and you know the truth, uh, it's a scary thing because you know the truth about money and are learning the truth about a lot more things in life. And there's no going back. Because if you try to, if you really are a Bitcoiner, and you try to go backwards, you know you're being disingenuous. So I'll leave you with that. Don't be disingenuous. Have integrity. The more integrity you have out there, and the questions and things you ask for, the better response you're going to get from the universe or God or whatever you want. I call it God. I call it Jesus. But, you know, whatever you're, however you're putting it out there, the more, the more integrity, the more genuine you are. When your questions, uh, the more genuine your responses will be. And I'll leave you with this as the final word, is that if you're seeking the truth, I think, what did Jesus say something about the truth? I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, Jesus, truth. Um, this is not going to probably be easy for me to find. Um, Jesus seeking, Jesus talking about seeking truth uh, da, 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 da. I can't find the exact thing but I know there's something along the lines of be careful for what seeking the truth because for what you might find something along the lines of what you might find it might scare you and but it will also give you the tools to understand everything. Um, so it's not an easy, it's not for the faint of heart. And we know at this point that Bitcoin is not for the faint of heart. 
So get a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet from Shift Crypto and make sure that you guys secure your coins off the exchange. And I will talk to you guys later.